Hello, my name is Hyun Sung Kang and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. In many ways, Zambia is an example of Africa's exemplary growth over recent years. This landlocked country in southern Africa has been enjoying growth rates of around 6 to 7% of the last decade or so. This has partly been fueled by exports of copper, which makes up around 65% of the country's exports, but which is increasingly being supported by rapid growth in non-traditional exports. But Zambia now faces some considerable challenges. Top of the list, according to a new report published by the IMF, is the need to tackle the country's fiscal deficit, or put more simply, the fact that it spends more than it collects in taxes. John Wakeman Lynn is the IMF's mission chief for Zambia. He explained the background to Zambia's recent rapid growth. Zambia has been doing very well economically in recent years, largely due to two factors. One is very strong economic policies, fiscal and monetary policy that have guided the economy to economic stability and have helped improve the business environment. And the second factor is strong copper prices. Zambia is very dependent on copper exports. Zambia has growing 6 to 7% for almost a decade now. The economy has really transformed itself with a rapidly growing middle class. Inflation has come down from historically high levels of 40-50% to 6-7% and has stabilized there in recent years. So both on on the growth front and on the inflation front, there's been remarkable progress. So that's a very bright picture you've painted of Zambia's recent economic performance. But in the report you recently released on Zambia's economy, you and your colleagues sounded a warning bell over the country's fiscal deficit, that's to say your worries that the authorities are spending more than they're bringing in through taxes. So how serious is the situation? The situation has deteriorated quite rapidly. Um, In 2013, the budget approved by Parliament called for a deficit of just over 4% of GDP. In fact, we're likely to see a deficit of at least 8.5% of GDP, or twice the size Parliament projected. The IMF Last, in last year in discussion with the authorities, and the authorities agreed that a deficit of around 3% is sustainable. So we've got a deficit that's roughly three times what is a sustainable deficit in Zambia. But as I understand it, Zambia has been making some moves to cut down its deficit, for example, cutting down on fuel subsidies, maize subsidies. Have these not had an impact? Well, you're right. The Zambian authorities have taken some important and some difficult decisions. Unfortunately, the impact on the budget of those decisions has been quite minimal. On the fuel subsidies, while they were eliminated in May, in fact, the government did not put in the budget any money to pay for fuel subsidies. So when the subsidies were eliminated, it didn't give the government new money to spend on something else. It just stopped them spending money they didn't have already. But you would have thought that these deficits would have been predicted in the state budget. Was this not foreseen? Well, the Zambian government, to their credit, faces excessive demands. There's a lot they need to do, a lot they want to do in education sector, in health sector, in infrastructure, and they have got very limited resources. So there is obviously a tendency to, to try and say, well, we can do this on the cheap, but in reality it never works out. Now, I know that 
more than half the state budget is spent on paying state workers. So presumably that is one area which you would have to tackle if you were going to tackle the fiscal deficit. Absolutely. Getting the wage bill under control is vital if the Zambian government is going to do what a government needs to do in terms of fiscal policy. Zambia's wage bill, either as a share of revenue or as a share of GDP, are among the highest, if not the highest, in sub-Saharan Africa. The wage bill this year, as you said, 54% of revenues as a result of the very large wage increase granted last year. Government recognizing this problem has in the budget called for a wage freeze in 2014 and in 2015 and a hiring freeze in 2014. Now that sounds pretty dramatic, but it really is necessary and in fact it will only be the start to get the wage bill under control. There is sort of a rule of thumb that if wages take more than 35% of revenues, it becomes very hard for government to function and do the sort of development activities it needs to do. So how dire is the situation in actuality? Because I know that a number of credit rating agencies have downgraded Zambia's, Zambia's status. So, so what's the danger here? Well, I wouldn't say the situation is dire, but clearly the deficit situation in Zambia is not sustainable, and there will be a need to reduce the deficit. It would be better for the government and better for the Zambians if they did that sooner rather than later. The longer they take to adjust, the greater the risk is that markets will decide they no longer have confidence in Zambia. And if that happens, they may have real difficulties financing the deficit very quickly. Okay, you have talked about the various pressures on government, um, on the government coffers. Not least is the need to look after their own people. With a population of 65% living in poverty, the government has made moves, though, to, to try and encourage more inclusive growth, has it not? Absolutely. And while poverty rates are very high, actually the current estimate is around 60% of population living in poverty. As high as that is, that's down 10 to 15% from a decade ago. So there has been some progress, not nearly enough progress. The government certainly would say this is not enough progress. And inclusive growth and job creation is high on the government's priority list, as it should be. Um, They're working on building infrastructure to help the agricultural sector grow better, to improve the energy supply. The key is going to have to be to create new and growing economic activity outside the traditional copper sector. Zambia is still dependent on copper for about 65% of its exports. Copper, like most mining, does not create a lot of jobs, does not create inclusive growth. They need to get ag agriculture, agricultural processing, tourism, energy production, these sectors growing to really create job opportunities. They're working on it, but it's not easy. You've mentioned the importance of copper to Zambia. What's the danger of this great dependence on this single commodity? Well, I think you, you flagged the main risk. If emerging markets were to slow down, in particular if China were to slow down, China is the consumer of a large share of the world's copper. If they were to slow down, copper prices could decline very quickly, and that could have a, a very significant impact on Zambia. Um, the other risk is, I would say, related to the business environment. There's been some difficulties, some tensions between government and the mining companies recently, and it would be important to resolve those tensions to everyone's satisfaction to not have a deteriorating business environment where copper companies decide Zambia is not as attractive a place to invest as they thought before. Okay, we've highlighted some of the potential risks, but in your report you actually make mention of the fact that Zambia has high growth potential. So let's wrap up this interview by you telling me what are those high growth potential? 
Well, I, absolutely. There is very substantial growth potential in Zambia. If you look over the last few years, non-traditional exports have been growing between 20 and 45 percent per year. There's a lot of potential in agriculture and agricultural processing. There's a lot of potential in tourism. In the electricity sector, Zam uh, Zesco, the Zambia Electric Supply Company, is likely to begin exporting electricity this year for the first time. So those are areas where there's a lot of potential for growth. I think there's potential for growth in some areas of manufacturing as well. So there is real potential in Zambia. Zambia. The key is going to be three things. One is to get Zambia's fiscal house in order so that the, that the macroeconomic stability is preserved. Two is to work to further strengthen the business environment and improve further the relations between the private sector and government. And three is to rebuild some of those economic cushions that Zambia had in the past, in particular a stronger gross reserve coverage, so that the economy it can sustain itself should there be global shocks. And that was John Wakeman-Lynn, the IMF's mission chief for Zambia, on the huge potential of, and great challenges, facing the southern African state of Zambia. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear similar at www.soundcloud.com forward slash IMF podcasts.